with us uh, barking on your calendar. He is indeed the great sheriff of Soviet County. He does a wonderful job keeping everybody safe. Um, his name is Harold Toulon Jr. And uh, nice enough to give us a couple. Sheriff, great having you. Great having you. Uh, it's so good to have you here. Uh, we had the sheriff at the end of every month. Last Wednesday, now it's the first Wednesday every month. And we're going to mark it down. Um, you know, we just had a conversation with Senator Palumbo. It incensed me. I'm sure it incensed you. You watched that video, Sheriff, those two cops getting pummeled uh, last week in Times Square. And, uh, you know, it's about keeping people safe. You have, you have that mantra in Suffolk County. I, I wish others did as well. What, what did that video mean to you? You know, it just shows the lawlessness. First of all, thank you for having me on. But it shows the lawlessness of um, individuals in New York City, especially when you think about individuals that are trying to flee other countries and come here. And then not only assault law enforcement, disrespect of our community, and more importantly, uh, and tragically, when they were discharged from the courts, uh, to give the middle finger like they're telling America they do not care about us and they're going to do whatever they want to do is something that we have to address. And our, our federal and state legislature has to do something to protect our law enforcement and protect our communities. You know, as a governor, you're the manager of the state. Uh, you watch that. You watch that beatdown of two police officers right off the bat. I mean, she should have made a statement saying, you know what, you're going to be locked up. You're going to be in She should have had a meeting with that DA right off the bat uh, and said, listen, Alvin, uh, you know what, this is the last straw. you got to do your job here. And you don't get any of that. And that's the sad part, Sheriff, of our society where we have turned the other way incredible you know it's it's amazing growing up and everything else we had laws and we seem to have uh somehow witnessed the evaporation of our society from a moral standpoint it's very sad to see extremely you know i i grew up in the south bronx and uh my parents still live there and god forbid something like that should ever happen to my mother and father um there would probably be some uh, tragic set of circumstances because what is going on in New York City is truly unacceptable. And I know Mayor Adams has his back up against the wall when it comes to uh, some of the bills that he wants to propose that the city council is vetoing or uh, just really disregarding. There's no communication between law enforcement and the city council as to how to keep our communities safe. They are so far over that it's just ridiculous, and I just thank, I'm very thankful for the people in Suffolk County and also our county legislature for the continued support of law enforcement uh, here in Suffolk County. Yeah, uh, 100%. We're thankful we have a guy like you uh, who has the uh, the common sense to, uh, to know what's right, what's wrong. Now, uh, we'll shift gears a little bit here because human trafficking and everything else, there was a big piece of Newsday uh, that I know your office, uh, you know, kind of guided and everything else. You're very knowledgeable in this area. Uh, with a very unique program, IDing victims, traffickers, and everything else. Can you talk to the audience a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, late in 2018, when I first took office, we created the Sheriff's Anti-Trafficking Initiative to specifically address uh, victims of human trafficking who are incarcerated. And I should say, you know, I'm very proud to say that this is the first in the country in any jail or prison in the United States. And, you know, since its inception, we've uh, interviewed almost 5,500 uh, 
individuals, uh, female inmates, uh, who could potentially be victims of human trafficking. We've identified 327 victims with 205 traffickers, and we've been an intimate part of the uh, Gilgo Beach Task Force. Wow, uh, that is unbelievable. And uh, and uh, listen, uh, it is a uh, a big part of what we are seeing uh, in our country. We've seen it at the border and everything else. We talk about it all the time. Uh, and folks, uh, we're not immune to this stuff. Sheriff's right on it. Um, what is the the overall situation, Sheriff, on your end to identify an individual who falls prey to one of these traffickers? So our staff, we have a female sergeant and three female investigators that work specifically with all, all female inmates coming into our custody. They continue to interview them, and sometimes they're still under the influence of some substance. So it may take days or weeks before we can actually understand what set of circumstances that they're under. And then what we try to do is find the, uh, the various support services, like ECLI, which is the Empowerment Collaborative Long Island, or New Hour, that works with these female victims. And we want to get them out of this situation, understand who the traffickers are, where are they coming from, uh, what family support do they have so that they can uh, return back to our communities and be able to support themselves and not fall prey to these traffickers that are sometimes even their relatives, their aunts, their uncles, their mothers, their uh, brothers, uh, are sometimes the traffickers themselves. Amazing, amazing. And uh, we applaud you for your efforts uh, in, in that regard. We're talking with the sheriff. In his uh, spot here, ladies and gentlemen, first Wednesday of every month. Sheriff, you've been uh, you've been right on it uh, as far as our situation. Uh, we talk about it all the time with you, with the uh, the fentanyl, the drugs uh, that have uh, come into our country. A lot of people speaking out uh, and making sure that awareness is key here. And you continue that fight, my friend. Explain. Yes, we're working very closely with. Um our District Attorney Ray Tierney and our new uh, Acting Police Commissioner Rob Waring to ensure that we're all working collaboratively and what we may be seeing because we are have we're different parts of the criminal justice system that we can communicate with each other. You know, I'm constantly in schools talking to students about uh, the various drugs and um, gang-related issues and some of the social issues that they may be confronted with, and the District Attorney sees a different uh, you know, a different set of eyes that are seeing the problem from another standpoint, and so is the police department. So, you know, we're working very collaboratively, and more importantly, when individuals come in our custody, we're working to make sure that they can uh, free themselves of these substances so that when they return back to our communities, they're no longer dependent, and uh, we do not want any more fentanyl fatalities, you know, if we can help avoid it. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is look at those three guys in Kansas City from a couple of weeks ago who were found dead in the backyard. It was a cold, cold period of time there in, in uh, mid-America. Uh, but, you know, they show the amount of fentanyl, folks, that can kill you, which is on the tip of a pencil they showed it, Sheriff. I'm sure you saw that. I mean, that just shows you how deadly it is if one is getting drugs from the outside or whatever, being delivered or whatever. Uh, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're ingesting. It's lethal. And the awareness, and the sheriff's been one of the leaders in this in Suffolk County, uh, to make these uh, addresses and tell these kids, be careful here. Uh, it is a deadly world we live in, and it's about awareness. 
parents have a role too here to play too, as well. Sure. Absolutely. And one of the things that, uh, you know, as I'm starting to talk to more and more people, how many fentanyl deaths there are that do not make the news, that, you know, do not bring it to awareness. You know, Kansas City, because they're in the playoffs, they were all wearing uh, KC jerseys. They were, Mm. you know, at some sort of KC uh, party, uh, of course, made the news. But, you know, those, those, those victims and those families that are suffering that never make the news are the ones that I'm always trying to fight for and trying to help keep other individuals alive because of the tragedies that have occurred in those families' lives. No question. Errol Tuon, Jr. with us, uh, Sheriff Suffolk County. Uh, Sheriff, any updates on the uh, on the uh, gang wars and everything else? I know the fight continues there. Uh, you've done an amazing job in, in, in those efforts to continue to uh, deport uh, to make sure that uh, individuals of this uh, nature uh, do not wreak havoc on our Long Island streets, uh, that fight continues as well. Yes, you know, when I was looking at the, our numbers uh, as far as gang gang members inside of our jails, you know, almost a third of our population are gang-related, with um, almost one-tenth is the, the Bloods, because the Bloods are the largest gang in Nassau, Suffolk, and, of course, New York City. Uh, you know, MS-13 is our third largest. We have, you know, 98 Bloods, 27 Crips, and uh, 24 MS-13 members currently. And so are any issues inside of our jails with any of these gang-related? Because sometimes within the Bloods, there are certain subsets, and they're fighting each other, but we don't want the Bloods fighting the Latin Kings or any uh, MS-13 members or Crips. So, you know, trying to balance that... uh, that issue within us inside of our facilities and still working with um, our law enforcement community to make sure we're identifying those top gang members so that we can uh, eradicate them off of our streets and house them inside my jails and then hopefully uh, in a state prison somewhere. No question about it. And you brought up the, the Gilgo situation with the uh, alleged serial killer and a courtroom appearance. Uh, yes, and the next one is April. Uh, but the job uh, that uh, enforcement has been doing here, including our, our great DA and Ray Tierney, uh, you've teamed up, uh, and, uh, and all in all, uh, business as usual with the evidence uh, that keeps mounting, being handed over to the defense here, so the job is being done in, done in that regard as well. Yes, you know, our, our DA is doing a fantastic job, and he keeps the law enforcement community, especially the task force, well-informed, of everything that's occurring. Uh, you know, more importantly for me, it's to make sure that uh, Rex Hureman has his day in court and not in our jails because, uh, you know, there are many individuals that would like to get a piece of him. And uh, while many in our community would say, well, let, let them do it, you know, that's not the way our society or our criminal justice system works. And so we're hoping that um, it's served in the courts and then uh, he's dealt with appropriately. The Sheriff of Suffolk County, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Errol Tulon Jr. checking in with us first Wednesday, <coughs> excuse me, of every month uh, at 8 o'clock. He is slated to go and give us uh, updates on uh, various very important topics. Uh, it is always a pleasure to have you. You stay safe out there, and we look forward to your visit uh, to us, uh, Sheriff, uh, in the month of March. You stay well. Thank you very much, Jay. Have a great day.